Anyway, uh, it's November 9th and I shaved. Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> it just wasn't. It, I didn't like it. It was getting cat hair in it all the time. It was bugging the crap out of me. Ew. Welcome to Namely 90s. The podcast that takes you back to the time before smartphones, Google, and Y2K. Join your hosts as they relive the pop culture that shaped a generation and the parts that many people wish they could forget. Listen in to the conversation about how the decade defined those who spent their childhood there and how it shaped them as adults. So... Turn down the grunge and dial up the internet. Let's get started. It's time for Namely 90s. That's right. You're listening to Namely 90s. My name's Andrew and over there is Brandon. That's me. You can find us online at Namely90s.com or on Twitter and Instagram at Namely90s with a 90s. You can also find the show on YouTube every Monday at namely90s.com slash YouTube. And finally, and uh, not finally, finally, sort of, if you'd like to support the show, head on over to patreon.com slash namely90s with the 90s and get signed up for one of our support levels. Oh no, we didn't do an improv warm up exercise. Improv. Are you making fun? Are you making fun of the fact that I shaved nine days into November? Uh, this isn't Movember. Well, you didn't even keep the mustache. No, oh my god! If I just had the mustache, they would have. <laughs> I would have gone to jail immediately. That's just true. The, the, I would have been arrested immediately. I think. I mean, he's it, exposing himself. I mean, <laughs> it was the worst mustache. But also, it, I can't grow it in the middle. Nine days in, at least you have the reverse Hillary stash. Nine days the in, that's not, not not enough time for soup strainer. Well, let me uh, be clear. It was a week before, like the last week of October and the first nine days of November. True, but it was bad. The the month of November, apparently, for some reason, is the month for that men get a pass on not shaving for some reason. But I'm also trying. I also don't understand. I mean, and I'm sure there's something I don't understand in general, but how does me growing a creepo stash help anything? I think it was like an Instagram thing one year where like. If you post yourself growing a beard, you're raising and you're, like it was actually tied to raising money for like right, like the ice bucket it. challenge, right? Like, yeah, the LS, yeah. But here's the thing: first of all, I wasn't aware that Mo was short for mustache. In fact, I thought Mo was short for something else, but uh, you know, probably not for this podcast. Moe? <laughs> no, not <Okay>. that. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, but look at you with your mustache and beard situation going on yeah i need to shave luckily uh my lights are washing out the fact that like my beard needs trim oh i see your internet's working well yeah uh it's (laughs) fixed uh i don't know if you're following the saga okay so last week we recorded (laughs) before i was able to uh wait am i frozen uh you're pretty choppy but you know i i can i can i can deal well, I'm choppy too. My up speed's ten and my down speed's fifty, so that's what you get. Um, After but, this, I'm going to do a speed <laughs> test just to make you feel bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, but over the weekend, so like I two weeks ago when we recorded, uh, or last week when we recorded, it was before uh, I had a streaming event, uh, Twitch.tv/slash/beshwitty. Um, where I, I was a part of the cream team uh, community. <laughs> My uh, favorite thing to hear. <laughs> um, we were supporting Extra Life, 
which was raising money for the Children's Hospital Miracle Network. Okay, well now I feel bad. Uh, but yes, the uh, um, Extra Life is uh, a yearly uh, thing where streamers can uh, do a 24-hour streamathon to raise money for Children's Hospital Miracle Network. We did it as a relay. Uh, just a bunch of community members, um, the cream teams, kind of the one of the one half of the a- attack of the show hosts that um, G4 returned. If you didn't know that, apparently not a lot of people did because they fired everyone and are canceling the network uh, in less than a year's time uh, or a full it went a full year. Um, but Kevin Pereira, Kasim G, and Fiona Nova are the cream team. That's the group that they created and uh, formed a community called the Creamies. Uh, yeah, Andrew's banking faces. But uh, it's it, Kevin. Yeah, Kevin Pereira, attacking the show. If if Andrew's not aware, kind of led to um, it was a, a bastion of nerdiness for us. Uh, early 2000s late 2000s uh it ended in 2012 2013 but and along with g4 g4 turned into esquire um and oh, then, i didn't know that then it was canceled well the the channel the esquire yeah no i didn't know that yeah um, uh but it came back for a year uh my point being is attack of the show kind of pioneered like the streamer format and like the, the talking, like the nerdy, it was a, it was a proto YouTube space kind of like they showed YouTube clips on around the net and, um, kind of, they had like Twitter, they had a Twitter wall. They had a Twitter wall before there was a Twitter wall on fricking CNN for uh, election night coverage. Um, they, they pioneered a lot of stuff that people take for granted now. Um, and don't get credit for it. So, Anyway, they're they really the cream of the crop. Yes, the cream team of the crop. Anyway, <laughs> we did a streaming event uh, a part of the, as a part of the community, and um, I did four four hours, a uh, one hour block during the day where I did some DDR, and a three hour block um, in the late night AM hours. And I, uh, <laughs> after literally the day after we recorded uh, last week, my internet went from its usual 50-ish megabytes, megabits per second down to one to four <laughs> for Ooh. down speed. Uh, up speed still stayed between like a six and a 10, which was fine. Uh, so I was able to stream, but uh, I was I was getting a little worried. Uh, just it's like being on AOL. Good God. It was the worst. Apparently, uh, our signal was getting, they are putting in new lines or something across town. And that yeah, was they basically, like, they overloaded the circuit and uh, it's not enough bandwidth. Yep. Essentially. Uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, so I, I was having trouble. You may have, those of you that watched our video episode or watch this on, um, youtube.com slash at naming nineties with nine zero S. Uh, those of you that watch over there, you may have noticed that our Monday episode last week took a little while to get um, uploaded. Did that URL work? It did. I'd never tried it before. Well, it just started. Well, I literally started this week. No, I know. I, I read about it and then. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah. You could find us at youtube.com slash at namely nineties with a nine zero S or you know, the other one. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway. 
uh <laughs> it got fixed on monday but it was it was the worst weekend ever i was just like how do i exist without internet access <laughs> it's a, it's a question uh hard. let's see i i want to apologize because i literally like sniffled every 15 seconds on the last episode and when i listened to it it was the worst thing ever so i'm gonna try not to do that tonight uh well, i mean i do a lot of <laughs> Anyway, so I, uh, I guess I haven't apologized for that in over a year. Um, sorry. Uh, and if Andrew would like me to go back and edit out his sniffles from last no, episode. No, it's, it's way too many. Don't even bother. Yeah. See, the problem is you sniffle into the mic, so I can't, I know, use, a, I can't use a low band thing. For I know. It. I need to figure out how not to do that. Just lean back just, and sniffle. It's just habit. I don't even oh, know no. I'm doing it. Fair enough. Because uh, I, can, I can use like a... Do you know what helps make it go away? Talking about it a lot. That's what makes the <laughs> listeners forget about it. I'm sure they've forgiven you by now. Probably. Yes. Um, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well that's has- good to, yeah, it's uh, ice cold here. Um, we've been blanketed by snow and it's now freezing, even though three weeks ago it was about 78 degrees. You know, it's a chilly 45 outside right now. I hate and- you. Uh, I mean, know, it's only 30. It could be worse, but it's just, it's, it's a brisk 72. Oppressively right cold. Now. Okay. And, uh, I, you know, I have the fan on. It's just, it's so, so hard. I'm huddled up by the space heater. So, you know. <laughs> oh yeah. Andrew, I forgot you're in your recording shed. <laughs> I'm in a shed. My no backyard. Insulation. It's yeah. insulated. Oh, that's good. Oh yeah. So it's a brisk 38 instead yeah, of it's, it's, 36 it's two by four framed it's got you know it's yeah <laughs> what's the temperature in there right now i actually don't have a thermometer in here which seems like a major oversight mm, i guess that'll be uh, your next christmas gift anyway uh before andrew freezes to death um we just want to let you know that next week is our thanksgiving special where we're skipping thanksgiving going straight into christmas uh, <laughs> we'll be watching the Santa Claus, I believe, unless we change it between now and when we record. Um, that's the Santa Claus with an E starring Tim Aline. Was this one called the Santa addendum? Uh, the, 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 <laughs> new one, the new one coming out. The Santa addendum. It's another contract term. Right. I, I, are you asking is it's a sequel that should be called that. Uh, well, you know we're watching it because there is a sequel series coming. No, out. no, I know, but the sequel should be called the Santa Addendum. I was asking, were you asking, is that what it's called? <laughs> or is no, I'm asking. Series? I'm saying it should be called that because when you change a contract in a separate document, it's called an addendum. That'd right. be a good name for a sequel. It 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 would be yes, instead of the Santa Claus two or and the Santa the Claus three. Yeah, or the Santa Clauses. Uh, a Santa Claus's story. This is painful. What is it called? I don't even remember. Yeah. Uh, Addendum me Christmas. Smash that subscribe button. <laughs> Do it. Are we moving on? Yeah. I, oh. <laughs> I, did you do the call to action? I forgot. I didn't. I was. I. I thought that's your thing. Oh, hey. Uh, well, if you want to. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh my god i'm sorry uh, uh, hey if you're listening out there uh we didn't do it last week but um if you're watching on youtube there's a little red button 
punch it says subscribe uh it's which is subscribe in latin it means uh f your mother so make sure you punch it or else it's not gonna not gonna like you and if it's gray you've already won uh and if you're listening to us on some sort of app i'm sure you can open that app and if you are not following us or subscribe to us it doesn't cost you anything we don't clutter your feed once a week once a week you push the us for 30 ish minutes just push the button on. yes uh, uh yeah that's your call to action for the week well there you go okay well why don't you tell us what was going on back in november of 1993 channel back with new listeners if you will to november of 1993 on the second rudolph the red-nosed reindeer wins a new york <laughs> mayoral election uh sorry rudy giuliani wins the first new york mayor wins the may wow Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer wins the New York mayoral election. He is the first Republican mayor of New York since 1965. And how great it was for that city. You know, he was America's mayor for a time. On the second, Warner Brothers announces the formation, you know, before he melted into black goo. I'm pretty sure he got uh, rid of a lot of the mob, though. And it was also part of it, probably. But Which made him America's mayor. <laughs> He was also there, you know, during some significant event in the early 2000s. Uh, on the, also on the second, Warner Brothers announces the formation of the WB TV network channel. On the 15th, wow. Brittany, Justin, and Christina join the cast of the new Mickey Mouse Club. Do you know who Brittany, Justin, and Christina are? Now, would these be famous people? Uh, these are famous people, yes. Spears, Timberlake, yes. Yes. and Aguilera. That is correct. Good, good job, Andrew. Did you did you know they were part of the new Mickey Mouse Club? I knew. Yeah, no, I, I've been told that by about each of them. Uh, did you remember when we did a game where you had to guess? Uh, yes, the, I do remember that. I don't think I did particularly well. I don't think you did particularly well either, but you at least got Brittany, Justin, and possibly Christina. Uh, on the 16th, President Yeltsin shuts down the Lenin Museum. Also, John Lennon. <laughs> yes, uh, you know uh, that's where uh, that one. Imagine guy all the people walking out of the museum. Shot him on the sixteenth. Pete Davidson uh, from Do you know who Pete Davidson is? Yes, he's the person whose style I emulate. <laughs> you you did kind of look like him the other that week. old hoodies, yeah, yeah, uh, yes. From SNL, uh, he's the person that. The rapper formerly known as Kanye West hates. Um, he also hates all of the Jews, right? Yes. Except so, he can't hate all of the Jews because according to him, all of all of the, what was it? All of all black people are Jewish. Are we supposed to call him yay or do you sort of lose that uh, right when you start making anti-Semitic comments? Uh, I don't think you lose the right because it's your Sure, I don't know. Uh, Pete Davidson's born on the 16th. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think we're supposed to just not talk about him. <laughs> He's called Yay because when he leaves the room or the screen, you go, Yay! Uh, on the 18th, NAFTA passes in the U.S. House of Representatives. Uh, the North American Free Trade Agreement? Yes. Oh, and it passes on. Uh, yes. So NAFTA didn't always exist. And right. Uh, and the 22nd in the Senate. Oh, <laughs> yes. Thank you. 
on the 21st, Bill Bixby, who played the, uh, who was, Bill Bixby played David Banner in the Incredible Hulk 70s TV series. Uh, he was also the dad, I want to say, in My Favorite Martian. Passes away from cancer. Um, ripped to the max. Uh, David Banner is the one that transforms into the Incredible Hulk. But they didn't call him Bruce. Well, so they changed the name from David to Bruce because the CBS executives thought that Bruce just sounded too gay. (laughs) This is a what did they change it to like Keith or something? (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's a Family Guy joke. I'm just on the 22nd. The Food Network premieres. Yay! Yay! The 23rd. We've we've lost it at this point. Uh, Snoop Dogg debut. Uh, Dave, Snoop Dogg's debut album, Snoop Doggy Dog, is released. And on the twenty seventh, Omar Jimenez, uh, CNN journalist, is born. Uh, he, I I followed him a lot during the uh, Black Lives Matter protest ah, stuff. I see. I see. Um, on he was very he was a good resource on Twitter. Uh, on finally on the thirtieth, Jacksonville Jaguars are announced by the NFL as an expansion team or cool. something. And finally, on also on the thirtieth, President Clinton signs the Brady Handgun Violence Prevention Act into law, which mandated federal background checks on firearm purchases in the United States and imposed a five-day waiting period on purchases. The intention of the act was to prevent persons with previous serious convictions from purchasing firearms. It was named after James Brady, who was shot and wounded by John Hinckley Jr. during the attempted assassination of President Ronald Reagan in March 30th, 1981. I whacked my microphone. Sorry. Uh, and uh, it was in 1987 that the act was first introduced to Congress. 1993. So, I think the point here is that the only way to... And I'm not saying this as a a plan or a threat. I'm just saying the only way to make Republicans take gun control seriously is for one of their beloved leaders to be shot. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, essentially, they're like school children. No, but trickle down economics. Uh, We have to have gun control. But I like how they're like, oh, handguns. But it's still open season on like rocket propelled grenades that shoot 200 grenades per second and some wacky ass stuff. Yeah, uh, like are you the, just you're just going into a school with a Tommy gun. Like, what are you doing? The the closer we get to having like Halo style weapons in real life, the the more afraid for U.S. society we should be. Uh, TV premiering ending uh, or just premiering November 1993. On the third, we have the nanny on CBS. Uh, <laughs> either Peter Griffin or Fran Drescher. I'm not sure. Yes. Uh, and on the 28th, we have the premiere of the adventures of Pete and Pete on Nickelodeon. Uh, in the box office on the fifth, we have who's look, who's talking now. Uh, the sequel to the clearly well-known eighties movie. Look, who's talking starring John Travolta and Christy Alley. We had look who's talking on VHS. Did you? Questionable choice, parents. <laughs> uh, also on the fifth, RoboCop 3. So you, clearly you were excited for Look Who's Talking Now. No. Uh, on the 10th, we have Carlito's Way. Uh, on the 12th, we have Ernest Rides Again. Throw that in there for you. Um, 
also on the 12th the three musketeers starring charlie sheen Kiefer sutherland chris o'donnell tim curry and paul mcgann on the 19th we have the adams family values which was the sequel to the live action adams family movie uh, with Raul Julia and Christina Ricci as Wednesday. And on the 24th, uh, also Christopher Lloyd as Uncle Fester. Um, on the 24th, we have Mrs. Doubtfire. Hello! Hello! Uh, in the Billboard charts, number one for November 1983. All month and out into December is I'd Do Anything for Love. Open parentheses, but I won't do that. Close parentheses by meatloaf. <laughs> Continuing on for the second week of November 1993. At number two, we have All That She Wants by Ace of Base. Do you know what she wants, Andrew? Oh, yeah. I listened to that in my car the other day. Is it another baby? Uh, at it's number th- gone tomorrow. Uh, something like that. Yep. Uh, number three, again, by Janet Jackson. I like that song. Uh, number six is Dream Lover by Mariah Carey. I like that song too. Number seven is Shoop by Salt and Peppa. Number nine, I, I like that song too. At uh, number nine, uh, uh, Whoop, open parentheses. There it is, close parentheses by Tag Team. Uh, number 11, What is Love by Hathaway. That's the yeah, the uh, the United Roxbury song. Yes, uh, number 14 is Breathe Again by Tony Braxton. Number 21 is I Get Around by Tupac. Number 22 is No Rain by Blind Melon. Uh, do you remember that one? I just looked it up, and yes, oh. I remember it, and wow, do I hate that video. <laughs> oh, I don't remember what the video is, but it's the one where they're like, oh, I can say is the guy blind my or gal? life is pretty plain. I'm pretty sure that's a dude. I like watching the puddles gather rain. It's not hey. <laughs> oh, God, stop. It's bad. <laughs> yeah. And finally, number 23, we have Crying by Aerosmith. That's quite a, a song, too, to get through. It's, it's I'm crazy. Now let's just across the pond to our friends, Gaz and Dange of the Insanely Dangerous Retro Pod Show for the UK headlines for November 1993. Take it away, Dange. Good evening. Here are your headlines for the UK in November 1993. I'll Do Anything for Love continues as UK number one. Time-traveling sitcom Goodnight Sweetheart makes its debut on the BBC One. And Demolition Man hits the UK cinemas. Holy harpsichord, 1993. Well... It's uh, it's hard to hold a candle with all that going on, but uh, as long as the wheels are turning, jump on the meet the bill and bid farewell to your beloved as you ride into the 1940s like a fedora-wearing TV repairman. I don't want any sly comments now, but somebody put me back in the fridge before she finds out I lost her seashell. Now, let's hand it back over to those gods of sex and drugs and rock and roll. Brandon Meats and Andrew Loaf. And get demolished. Thank you guys for the brilliant expression of self. And thank you for those headlines, Dange. If you'd like your retro with an equal helping of 80s to wash down the 90s, check out the Insanely Dangerous Retro Pod Show on your platform of choice and follow up with those UK headlines on this Thursday's episode. You'll even get to catch a segment we host called Quotely 90s, where Andrew and I quiz the boys on a quote from a piece of pop culture relevant to our next episode. That's the Insanely Dangerous Retro Pod Show.
And now let's go to Brandon for the Namely 90s Minute. Welcome back to our mid-episode break, Namely 90s Minute. Every week, look back at a culturally relevant show, movie, or piece of pop culture that probably helps stoke the algorithm. This week, in honor of A Christmas Story Christmas, we're looking back at the first sequel to A Christmas Story, My Summer Story. My Summer Story is a 1994 sequel to A Christmas Story, originally titled and released as It Runs in the Family. With over a decade in between the first film and this one, the majority of the cast was recast, save the narrator and Ralphie's teacher. It stars the dad from Beethoven as the dad, Doc's school teacher love interest from Back to the Future Part 3 as the mom, Home Alone's IRL brother as Ralphie, Home Alone's IRL other brother as the younger brother Randy, and the Shermanator from American Pie as the bully Farkas. The film is split into three main stories, each focused on a family member. The dad's story is about being at odds with their hillbilly neighbors, the Bumpuses, whose 43 bloodhounds are always harassing Mr. Parker. He tries to force them away by playing loud music, but they are nonplus and even party to it. After going on a fishing trip with Ralphie, he tries again with a sound effects record of a federal bust but the Bumpuses have moved away by that point, unbeknownst to him, and he becomes the new neighborhood pariah for accosting everyone with the noise. Mrs. Parker's story revolves around trying to complete a collection of celebrity dishes that were available for free by going to the theater nightly, but after receiving a gravy boat the first day, she kept getting gravy boats again due to a misshipment. After continually getting a gravy boat, she gets fed up and throws one of the boats at the steaming theater owner, inciting a riot which she gets arrested for. Finally, Ralphie's story revolves, no pun intended, around a battletop toy similar to Beyblades. Just old. One of the bullies who took over after Farkas lost to Ralphie in the previous movie has a crazy strong battle top that can't be beat. Ralphie goes through a bunch of different schemes to get better tops until he finally has one capable of beating it. In the final battle, the two tops end up going so hard they end up going into a sewer drain and are lost forever, resulting in both boys losing. And that's my summer story in a namely 90s minute. More or less. And now back to the show. Did you like that one? Did yeah, you? first try. Yeah, Woo! well done. Yeah, I was listening to that last week, and I was like, "Oh my god, I have to stop." <laughs> well, yeah, at some point I, but I was I just nailed like nailed it on the first one just now. At some point I was just like doing editing. I'm like, mm, I'm, I, yeah, I was like, how much should I leave in? And you know, some was there was still some left on the cutting room floor. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I was sure. like, uh, a minute's fine. Andrew gets a little neurotic about this. Anywhere you want to go. Ugh. Oh, sorry. He started to yawn. Sorry. Um, um, no, redo, I redo everything. <laughs> I know, I, no, uh, we're not doing that. Yeah. Uh, pfft, I don't know. I like this month and year. There's some stuff in here. I remember. Oh yeah. What, what do you remember? Is there um, more than what I've written down for both? No, but I like, I like your choices. And I actually have something to say probably about each of them, which is oh, kind of surprising. Perfect. That's it's been a couple months since that's been the case. Yeah. Kidding, I'm kidding. Only been a couple of where, where do you want to go first? It's your at your leisure. You know, you're making that face on camera. Let's, yeah, I know. Let's hit uh, Miss Doubtfire first. All right. Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire is a 1993 American comedy drama film directed by Chris Columbus, uh, who also, you know, Home Alone, Christopher Columbus. <laughs> yes, he was really uh, a early discuss early okay i was trying to make a joke you tried, there, but you tried it's okay. uh yes okay um Good st- starring robin williams uh with sally field pierce oh. brosnan oh. harvey feierstein Ooh. and whoever robert prosky who is. No <laughs> yeah idea. exactly uh it follows a recently divorced actor who dresses up as a female housekeeper 
to be able to interact with his children. The film addresses themes of divorce, separation, and the effect they have on family. I think it's a clever premise. It, I, I think so, too. And uh, I, had, I watched this earlier this year because it was one of the first uh, movies that Shalina picked for her movie uh, discussion club. Um, our friend Shalina from Everything 90s. Um, yeah. And she she actually has one coming up this weekend or next weekend. Next weekend, the 26th. Uh, the, the weekend after Thanksgiving. Uh, they're watching, I want to say the crying game, but that's not right. right. Pelican Brief. Um, hey, that's got uh, Denzel Washington and Julia Roberts. Uh, yeah, I believe that's correct. Um, um, I've never seen it. I actually, um, but I won't be able to make it because I'll be visiting family. this movie that talking about this movie reminds me i saw this thing on the internet the other day where it showed like three or four clips for movies basically of main characters in drag and it was like see america you actually like drag because it's like in these popular movies that's fair yeah and then everyone's like no drag queen ah, republicanism and then you're like you like movies with drag in them so calm yeah down. yeah <laughs> it's it's like uh not to circle back to the 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 cream team community uh stream but uh oh boy yeah uh but like when i saw i first saw our like extra life thing it said uh the cream te- cream team community is raising money or is helping kids oh. <laughs> it was just like helping them do what <laughs> yeah oh but, it's funny yeah i blame i'm them. such a child that i cannot get over it it's so fun. Uh, but yeah, uh, I bring that up because, you know, there's there's uh, like drag drag outreach programs uh, where they like drag. They'll have drag queens uh, reading kids to, or reading books to kids in like, I don't know, public library events or something like that uh, or stuff like that. And that's where th- the outrage is coming from. Oh my God. Yeah, I bet all those pastors who are paying people to have sex with their wives are really up against uh, up in arms about that. Exactly. Uh, or <laughs> oh, paying. I did the sniffling thing again. No. Uh, you know, I don't even notice it. It's like how you probably pretend to not notice me. You go <laughs> all the time. Uh, yes. Um, green team. It was. <laughs> It grossed four hundred and forty-one point three million on a twenty-five million dollar budget. Uh, it's the second highest-grossing film of nineteen ninety-three. Uh, can you name the first one? In nineteen ninety-three, yes, Jurassic Park. I believe it is Jurassic Park. But dang, I mean, talk about return on investment. It is Jurassic Park. Uh, yeah, right. Dang, it's, that's pretty good. I mean, there yeah. were really no. It was nothing. It was like. The set was like a house and the the effects were Robin Williams in a wig. Yeah, uh, uh, probably like one of the more expensive shoots is probably like any exterior scene of the house because it's San Francisco. Um, and meanwhile, Jurassic Park probably had a budget of four hundred and forty one million dollars. <laughs> right, yeah. And yeah, uh, all, all of the effects were practical in Mrs. Doubtfire. None, none of that was digital. <laughs> Oh, the budget for Jurassic Park was only sixty-three million. Oh well, then they also did pretty well then. 
Um, and it's uh, placed 67th in AFI's 100 Years, 100 Laughs list, and 40th on Bravo's 100 Funniest Movies of All Time list. Um, yeah. Dang. It, uh, Robin Williams got a Golden Globe for Best Actor in a Motion Picture, Category, Musical, or Comedy. Um, yeah. It also got uh, an Academy Award for Best Makeup. And, Not bad. Uh, the Golden Globe for Best Motion Picture, because clearly Jurassic Park couldn't have it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, do what do you remember about the movie? Um, I remember a scene where like Robin Williams' face is all white. What is what is is it? Flower pie. It's a cream pie. Pie. Uh, so he's already taking off his face, but um, I want to say it's the his um someone shows up like someone shows up he's already taken off his face but um oh that's right so he's trying to like quickly be yeah like, change back go back into, incognito yeah and i don't remember i think it's like his his social worker is checking in and uh boy this is an old movie that sally field is supposed to play someone's wife like yeah Mom, a, she plays mom. Oh, is it mom? Yeah, but his wife, former right. ex, correct, correct, ex yes. former wife. Well, she did play Aunt May in the Amazing Spider-Man movies. That's, Harvey Firestein is a great. Uh, I love that guy. He plays the brother. He's in Independence Day. He's the one who's like, I had to call my lawyer. Ah, forget my lawyer. He's yeah. He's the the guy. Uh, David's coworker. That's uh, Jeff is, Goldblum's yeah. coworker. Yeah. Yep at the TV station. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a good scene. I always remember like the reason for their divorce is he throws a birthday party and, uh, while she's like at work or something and, uh, she, he throws a birthday party for their middle kid or youngest kid and like has an entire petting zoo at their house. <laughs> like, I think every light comedy from the nineties features like divorce as one of the like plot devices. I think that's because that's kind of when divorce was like blowing up in this country. You're starting to get into it, yeah. Um, oh, good, you're clipping now for me. Um, yeah. Oh, it's my internet, but yes. Uh, yeah, it, it's a good movie. It's a uh, it's a very heartfelt movie. You, like you, you sometimes forget that it's a movie about divorce in the way that like um, Five Hundred Days of Summer is a movie about movie about love or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. My, my uh, point being is it's, it, it doesn't resolve in a way that it doesn't resolve in a way that like, Oh, they get back together. It yeah. But I feel in like a way where they become amicable. When they always together. get back together. It's like, it's like they're a sign of a cheesy movie, you know? Exactly. And this one was a little bit more. Like, what real. is this? What is this? Uh, liar, liar. Come on. <laughs> Do they get back together? In I don't know. Hour? All I know is that Carrie Ellis plays like the new spouse. I, I, like, I like him. He's from a movie you'll never watch called The Princess Bride. I know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, classic Robin Williams, ripped to the max. Ripped to the max. Good, good performance. Yeah. Uh, he and he's like he's a voice actor who does like crazy zany characters. Um, and yeah, uh, Pierce Brosnan. Hmm, like that's yeah. that's the other thing. 
Pierce Brosnan's character isn't like a jerk. He's he's uh, like he's a, he's nice a target. Guy. Yeah, he's a nice guy. He's a tar- he's a target of Robin Williams like hate and antics. But like he, he like I think in the Santa Claus we'll probably talk about this next week. Um, he's he's not like a jerk either. Like like um, what's his name the the new husband or boyfriend of the Scott Calvin's um, Judge Wait, Pierce Brosnan is in the new. What? Pierce Brosnan is in the new um No, I'm saying Santa Claus. Oh. In in the original Santa Claus, it's also a story about divorce. Judge uh, Reinhold plays the um his, Scott Calvin's wife ex wife's new boyfriend. And he's gotcha. not he's not like he's not a villainous character either. He's kind of a douche, but he's not like he's not evil. Gotcha. Know? And I think that was like this was kind of like a start of that wave. Or not not a start of a wave like this is the only era where you could have divorce represented in a way that seems like it's right for the situation now now it's still oh the new boyfriend's evil and uh yeah like, i don't feel like the new boyfriend's evil i mean maybe it's dad's toxic behavior exactly. that led to the divorce exactly. and i'm sure that she also had was involved somehow too okay I'm just saying in in modern film, like modern comedies or whatever, it's like, oh, the new the new spouse is always bad and whatever. And it's not it's not always the case. Yeah, sure. Right. Uh, speaking <laughs> of divorce, let's move. Wait, this isn't about divorce, is it? Let's move on it to is, or no, their mom died. Oh, OK. No, I think it's divorce. Oh, no, I think died. Died. She it's might be been dead. A while. It's been no, a while. Dead been a while uh the nanny and i can't wait for you to read the uh, description unless you would like to <laughs> no okay uh the nanny is an american television sitcom that originally aired on cbs from november 3rd 1993 to 1999 starring fran drescher oh. as fran fine a jewish festin fashionista from flushing queens new york who becomes the nanny of three children from the new york british high society uh, so it's kind of like the opposite of whatever that movie is. Where they try to teach the Cockney person how to speak like nice British English. Yeah, I always felt it was like it was like a modern take on um, what's it called? The Sound of Music. Um, you know, just instead of a Catholic nun, you get a Jewish woman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, um, Kanye West does not like this show. Uh, <laughs> neither does Mel Gibson for that matter. Uh, damn it. Um, nor that one basketball player that uh, recently was that Kyrie Irving. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Um, just, yeah. So the it spawned several foreign adaptations. Um, it got one Emmy Award. Just, out of wow, total, just one. Well, out of a total of 12 nominations, um, it, yeah, it was Dresher was nominated twice for a Golden Globe and an Emmy. Uh, yeah, the basically the plot was she turns up at the doorstep of a British Broadway producer, Maxwell Sheffield, uh, to sell cosmetics after having been dumped and fired by her bridal shop owner boyfriend. And mm-hmm. then uh, he Maxwell <laughs> hires her to be the nanny of his three children. Uh, 
Maggie, Brighton, and Grace. I'm only doing this because we're watching one of uh, an episode of this for our Christmas specials, so we might as well remember. Uh, turns out that she's just what he and his family needs. Of course. Yes. Isn't there another movie that does something like that, or a show, or multiple? Sound of Music. <laughs> Where, like, yeah, basically the woman comes in and is like... Or uh, that um, Two of a Kind uh, with the Olsen twins, so that show that we watched two yeah, years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. She was a nanny. Like, yes, thank you. Yes. Where is she storing all those Christmas decorations? Where? Uh, yes. Didn't she say she had a, a storage locker? Yeah, but we were like, it's like $125 a month. That, that's true. She, the, the, <laughs> it was like a Doctor Who level, uh, <laughs> yeah. like, fold fold in time. Uh, let's see. Um, eventually, mm-hmm. they fall in love, and she marries him, and they have twins. Uh, wow. Um, I mean, I remember watching it. Really, I remember, like, the... Like I, the characters look fami- very familiar. Like I think we watched it quite a bit, and then obviously like the ridiculous Fran Drescher like shtick, and uh, that's about all I remember. Because I thought she was Janice from. Uh, yeah, they're kind of the same type friends. of character. But my parents definitely watched this show. I think I'm I'm fairly. I, I recall watching this. I don't, I don't think it was a regular watch, but I definitely watched um, a good amount of it um, on reruns. I assume. I want to say it was on Nick at night at some point too. Um, even though they wouldn't have. Yeah. Anyway, uh, food network. Yes. A huge food network fan. That would be you. I mean, uh, yes, yeah, so let's, let's do it. Uh, food network is an American basic cable channel owned by television food network, GP, a joint venture, uh, and general partnership between Warner brothers, blah, blah, blah. um, Something complicated, something about being sold. Yeah. Um, so it was established on November 23rd, 1993 at 6 a.m. as TV Food Network. And in 1997, moved to Food Network. Uh, it was owned by Scripps Networks for a very long time until 2008. Uh, Can you name team. what shows you remember from Food Network? Uh, ooh, yeah. So some of the originals, I believe Emerald Live. Emerald Live. That's right. Which... I love that format of like Bam. the live chef with the studio audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always love watching Emerald live. I didn't like it when they tried to do it on like network television with the chew with like ugh, Mario Batali, who's gross. Although Mario Batali was one of the first chefs on the network. network. Yes. Um, <clears throat> I believe Ina Garten. She was 99. Yeah, barefoot, barefoot Contessa. No, she didn't start to like 99. Right, but she was still... She was, uh, Bobby Flay was on this network from day one. Was he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. But uh, I watched it in the time Brown. of, like, for me it was Bobby Flay, Giada De Laurentiis. Um, oh, yeah, Giada. Uh, Rachel Ray, 30 Minute Meals, of mm. course. Uh, and then Ka- Emerald Tyler. Live. Loved Emerald Live. Uh, oh, I Tyler re- Florence, yeah. Yeah, I watched Tyler Florence. Ultimate, yep. ultimate whatever. Yeah, he kind of did a few different things. Um, He would make the whitest version of every Asian recipe. I always thought I was like when Nigella Lawson was on there because she always made like these elegant things and measured everything in grams. That was after my time. She was kind of British. And then it started to get weird. Like I I still watch it. I watch certain things on it. mm -hmm. 
but it's just too Chubb, much they got, competition. They got Iron. They got Iron Chef. Ooh, Iron Chef Chopped. America. That was one that I mm-hmm. watched the heck out of. Uh, uh, I, I think I've watched Chopped the most out of all of their their shows. Chopped is hard. It's hard for me because it's well. First of all, it's very bingeable and like mm-hmm. leave on in the backgroundable. Yeah, but I like I hate the show, but I <laughs> I, I can't stop watching it. Right, because they're it's, always like they introduce the chef. And they're like, I'm a badass and this is why and then all and of them say like the same thing crying when he can't yeah. get everything together. and they put raw onion on something that scott conant's trying as the judge and they just get eliminated the first round i'm like you idiot don't put raw onion on his stuff like dude come on or they don't transform one of my favorite things they do is like someone puts like a wedge of no someone puts like a oh gosh i'm trying to think of a good example they put something on the plate, like a garnish or something that's like clunky and big and like doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And they always like pick it up. The judges go and they're like, what am I supposed to do with this? And they just like set it on the table and just start eating. Yeah. <laughs> what am I supposed to do with this? I always love that part on Chopped. It's one of my favorites. Um, um, and then also you, you've expressed your love for um, Alton Brown and mm. uh, his series. Good Eats. Plus, good Eats. Yes. Who could forget that one was on there a long time. Oh, yeah. Uh, 99, 98. Oh, can't forget. Uh, what was the um, the one with the lady with the butter on everything? Um, oh, uh, the racist. Um, oh, Paula Dean. Paula Dean. I, I my cheesecake recipe is adapted from her caramel asshole streusel bar cheesecake bars. It's quite good. This is interesting. Who are the? You would think butter would. You'd need some cheese and cheesecake. The original lineup for Food Network. Ooh, Emerald Lagasse, of course, and a Mm. bunch of people I've never heard of. So Um, very none of them were there from the beginning. I think Bobby Flay was like the second year. Bam! Oh wait, that that wasn't Bobby. Bam! That was Emerald. By the way, his uh, Bobby Flay's restaurant in Mesa sucks. Yeah, it wasn't very good. It's closed it wasn't now. Good. Oh, good. Um, Mario Battaglia and Bobby Flay joined the network in 1995. Emerald uh, Labs created. Last time I was in Vegas, I ate at Roy Choi's restaurant and the MGM. Uh, Where was this? Called, uh, Vegas. MGM Grand. It's called mm-hmm. Best Friend. Very, very good. One of the best meals of my life. Uh, Paula Dean joined in 2002, as did Ina Garten. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Let's see. Rachel Ray. Ray. Blah, blah, blah. Of course, Guy Fieri. I mean, that guy. Talk oh, yeah. about being just launched into the stratosphere. Diners driving the dive. He was the first winner of the next Food Network star, uh, I believe. Is that, what, is that where he came from, really? Yeah, it was their one of their first reality series. Hmm. And yeah, it was it was. Uh, I think no. Guy Fieri was season one. No, he wasn't. Guy Fieri was season two. Is Man vs. Food Food Network? That's no. Like, that's Travel Channel. Let's see. Let's look at some people I hate. Uh, okay. Ooh. Mostly just Justin Warner. Have you seen this guy? No. He's such a dweeb. I don't like him. I don't know uh, anyway, that's that about anymore. it. <laughs> Very few of these people went on to do anything. Like, they're all just like kind of character judges on Chopped. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. Jeff Morrow's on The Kitchen, which is one of my favorite shows, by the way. Nice. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I'm I'm a big fan. Um, 
I don't, I mean, it's got a little too competition heavy and some of the cooking shows are a little annoying, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, there you go. I'm surprised. Yeah. I, I, the only time I watch it is when we can't find anything to watch at Thanksgiving. Um, Georgia Hardstark from my favorite murder was on the cooking channel for a while. Which was a secondary food network channel. Yes. It was called something. What was the show called? Uh, Classy ladies. What it was called. Yeah. They just like went around and like did stuff like drink liquor and did stuff. But I could totally see that. They look like that. That it looks definitely a vibe. Uh, Very vibey. (laughs) And that's what. That's what inspired her to get into murder. Uh, I think we're done. Yeah. Uh, that's it for this week's edition of Naming 90s. Remember, you can find new episodes out every Monday. Check the episode description for this week's supplemental Spotify playlist curated by yours truly. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Naming 90s with 90s or find us on our personal Twitter accounts at BeShorty and at Naming Andrew and tell us what you want us to talk about on future episodes. If you'd like to support the show, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash namely90s, also with the 90s. Finally, you can contact us through our website, namely90s.com. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Kale, Deezer, TuneIn, iHeart, Good Pods, and wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Brandon, and that's Andrew, and we'll catch you next time. Bibbidi-bobbidi-boop.